I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Thin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to ThinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. I know our next guest, who is sharing a birthday with my dear friend Andrew Giuliani today, he would be the first guy to be in my corner if that fight ever really did happen. And that is a man that ran such an unbelievable campaign in his race to be governor. He lost in a state he really never should have been competitive in. Let's be honest with the numbers of Democrats here. But he was so good, he made it close. And every time another job opens up, the question is, what will he do? And that is another birthday boy like Andrew Lee Zeldin. Lee, happy birthday. Andrew is here, too. Happy birthday to both of you guys. Gentlemen, good morning. Happy birthday, Andrew. Well, you know, the Lord just makes good-looking guys this day, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he also makes the two of us. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. There? I pretty saw good. that right there. Hey, the, I, I, I didn't the, like that very and much. And the so first two finishers, though, Republican side for governor. That's, that's right. pretty good. And two very handsome men. You're right. You're right, Andrew. <laughs> so uh, before we get to some more of the uh, fooling around stuff, Lee, uh, again, we, we, you and I talked about the RNC chair. Looks like Ronald McDaniel's got that. Then you and I talked about the possibility of you taking over for George Santos. Now... The rumor on the street, Lee Zeldin, birthday boy, is that uh, you're going to take that Kirsten Gillibrand seat. Any desire to talk about that? Well, I want to take over whoever controls the Empire State Building. Right now. <laughs> that was embarrassing, I, I wanna, seriously. I want to throw my hat in the ring for that to make sure that never again are Eagles colors getting uh, shown winning the NFC Championship. That's unbelievable. You know, so the, the whole thing with Gillibrand, uh, she mentioned – she mentioned my name. She came after me. Uh, she took a shot, and I took a shot back. But uh, you know, what's going on there is basically Gillibrand trying to uh, fundraise off of my name, trying to create uh, you know more of an urgency with her donors to want to, to give to her. I mean, she has had uh, you know, less competitive races the last few times out. She's, I mean, one of the things in politics is luck and timing. And, you know, she happens to be inside of a state with many millions of more Democrats than Republicans. And the years that she's running have turned out to be years that were very good years for Democrats. 2018, which was the first midterm you know, of a sitting Republican president in a state like New York, was a year that was a good Democrat year in New York. She just keeps getting lucky. You know, 2012, also, you know, same thing. When she, she runs with, uh, that's when Barack Obama gets reelected to his second term. His numbers were good in New York. Uh, we'll see how things end up playing out in 24. But for her, her supporters, they might not feel that urgency. So that's why she's throwing my name out there. And there's members of the media, too, who would want it. And the you know that she really is one of the laziest and most senators in the state's history. No doubt, and she should not continue to serve in the position. But you know this, you know, my name getting thrown out is actually, uh, ironically, uh, her. 
uh, who's promoting this more than anyone. Uh, and who you know? Who knows? Maybe she's raising a few extra bucks because of it. We'll see. You know, Lee, we have a very politically astute audience here, as you know. But I should remind everybody that Kirsten Gillibrand is the senator, the junior senator from New York, because, as you said, she is one of the laziest senators that even the most politically astute might not know that Kirsten Gillibrand yeah. is a senator from New York. Um, but aside from that, you know, Lee, your name has come up, and as Sid said, so many different job interview potentials. I mean, so many great ones. You obviously ran such a great campaign campaign for governor, keeping it within six points in a state that's over two to one, I think 2.2 to one Democrat to Republican. We never would have had the Empire State Building lit up in Eagles colors under a Governor Zeldin. What are you thinking about what's next? I, I First of all, I, I don't have any decisions, announcements to make it at this point. Uh, I have fielded a lot of different calls for a lot of different positions. Appreciate people who are reaching out with their ideas. I look forward to hearing everyone out on, on their thoughts. Uh, and, and we'll see. I do believe that at some point in the future, there uh, is probably a reentry into government. Uh, I right now I'm getting to spend a bit more time with my wife and daughters and with my daughters in the 11th grade, uh, 18 months or so away from graduation and, and heading off to college. Uh, you know, that's it's never a bad thing at any time in your daughter's life uh, to be able to spend a little bit more time with them. For for me, uh, that aspect has been enjoyable for my entire family. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, I'm, you know, I have good relationship with a lot of uh, the different Republicans who are running for president. If uh, one of them you know, was to be serving in the, the White House in uh, January of 2025, there's that possibility that if offered, maybe I'll you know, join their cabinet. Um, there's the possibility that I might run for governor again in four years, or I might end up doing something else. We'll see. Uh, I do enjoy public service. And for me, it's it's just never about the money. I've known a long time ago that if you know I had exited my service in Congress, I would have been able to make more money. That was not a motivator for me. Uh, and I enjoy, and the way, one of the way I define success, maybe one of the ways I define success more than anything else uh, is that you want to leave this world better than you found it. I love our country. I believe unapologetically that we live in the greatest country in the world. Uh, I know that both of you feel the exact same way that I do. And instead of you know, being patriotic, loving our nation, and not wanting to do anything about it. You know, listen, I have reserve duty coming up this weekend ahead. I, I'm in my finishing up my 20th year right now uh, in the army, and I'm going to continue to serve. And uh, I'll find other ways to do the same. I'm all in to do whatever I can to do my part to save our state and to save our country. I just don't know yet you know exactly what that reentry will be and when but i i do believe that i'll re-enter government service at some point you have it lee zeldin birthday boy lee zeldin again thank you for your service uh this is uh in, in the category of no surprise but it's worth talking about kathy hochel you ran against her you made it very very clear not only were is our philosophies dangerous or ideologies or policies dangerous for New York, but very corrupt, you know, from the arrest of a lieutenant governor to all these play-for-play schemes. So you had this uh, COVID, this donor, I should say, $637 million pay-for-play scheme, 
And what does Andrea Stewart Cousins say this weekend? There's nothing there. We're not even going to probe it. Not even going to probe it when there's tons and tons of evidence that Kathy Hochul did, in fact, participate in a play for pay. What are your thoughts on Stewart Cousins? I don't know a surprise, but what are your thoughts? What makes me want to know what's Andrea Stewart Cousins hiding? I mean, if you really are all about transparency and, and doing the right thing, this is a no-brainer. And it, this is something, you know, we have, you know, reasonable suspicion to dig just a little bit deeper. I mean, there is just a whole lot known here that was done wrong. And the, the state legislature should exist as a a check and a balance off of the executive branch and they should want a level of accountability when the governor is spending over $600 million, and then it happens to get done in, in this fashion, where the, the contract was agreed to the same day the offer was made. We weren't even buying the tests from the company that was manufacturing them. California paid 45% less than we did. The executive order that allowed the governor to suspend the state's competitive bidding law was done four days after these people held a fundraiser for Hochul. And why were we continuing to buy all of these tests well after the COVID numbers were going down and we didn't need them? There's just so much that that should be probed if you care about doing your job. But if, if you're a leader in the state legislature and not willing to look into it, I want to know what you have to hide. Interesting. It, yeah. Uh, Lee, one of the things that both Republicans and Democrats have been critical, and rightfully so, of Kathy Hochul is the botched handling of the LaSalle hearings here in terms of the confirmation. What did she get wrong here, and how differently would you have handled an appointment with of, of a judge? Well, they don't respect her. And uh, you tactically, you come into the year where you have this um, this push to fill a court of appeals position, and she doesn't earn a mandate with regards to a judge because during the campaign, she doesn't stand for much of anything. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you can't get anything done if you're not saying during the campaign, this is exactly what I'm going to do. There's a judgeship that's open. And at the end of the day, like cramming like uh, for a final exam in the last week, all of a sudden she's desperately calling up the Working Families Party and her friends on the on the way far left who you know, had never clicked that like button either. But for you know the, the existence of the Working Families, Party, they all just kind of come out of nowhere to help her over the finish line, and then they they all feel like Hochul owes her. As opposed to you know, during the campaign, and you did, you did the same thing. We said, if we're elected on day one, this is what we're going to do. Well, she never said that this is what I want to do for my, you know, my selection, my nomination for a judge. This is what I'm thinking. There was no mandate that was earned. As a matter of fact, it was quite the opposite. And the people on the far left believe that they own her, and they certainly don't respect her. And on top of it, Hochul just isn't good as a tactician. So just a few weeks before the start of the session, she ends up 
uh, just going along with this legislative pay raise in a special session where for so long they said we can't do a special session to combat Castle's bail. We can't do a special session to do anything about term limits or any of the other top priorities of New Yorkers, but what we can do is a special election where the state legislature gives themselves a pay raise. When she ends up just going along with it, she ends up losing leverage. So on so many different levels, I mean, she lost the public component of this where she didn't know how to successfully, effectively take her case to to New Yorkers. She's just not good at the job. She sucks. Uh, About two minutes to go, Lee. I'll put it very bluntly. She sucks. Uh, On a local front, I spoke to a mutual friend a couple of days ago, Jennifer Harrison. She lives in Shirley, like you do. And you're not that far removed. You're running for governor from gunshots when your two beautiful daughters were studying inside your house. Well, Jennifer was putting her son to bed the other night, her 14-year-old son, and she heard gunshots right outside her house. And I'm not sure if it's MS-13 or other gangs, but all of a sudden, shootings in Shirley seem to be coming out every couple of weeks. And that part of Long Island seems to be getting a little dangerous. What's going on there? Well, what happened on October 9th outside my house uh, with two people shot lying on the ground 10 feet from where my daughters were studying. A bullet was found 30 feet away. uh, And, you know, they, they responded well, unfortunately, my my daughters didn't get hurt, but you know it's traumatizing for for kids. So when you tell me that story about Jennifer, the thing that pops out is, you know, when, when you mentioned that there's a 14 year old around, um, you know, listen, I've uh, I, I'm I'm a grown up. Uh, some I, you know, there there can be shots nearby, and you know I, it'll have an impact. Obviously, it'll be memorable. But it's just something very different for you know a teenager, uh, someone who's 14 or 16 years old. Uh, for us, it was a gang-related drive-by shooting. I don't know the facts around what Jennifer uh, had. Gang told two, you. Uh, gang two. That was a gang two. Hers two last week. Also a gang. Well, you know, I'll tell you in in the case here, Ray Tierney, the Suffolk County District Attorney, working with uh, other uh, people at the DA's office and local law enforcement. They did what appears to be an amazing job investigating that case, and they ended up taking down something like 19 uh, gang members uh, for all different kinds of crimes that were committed. So hopefully they get to the bottom of it fast and they arrest whoever was involved and and maybe use whatever Jennifer is able to tell them and neighbors are able to tell them to help crack some case. Wow. Lee, 30 seconds left. What are your daughters doing for your birthday for you tonight, most importantly, of all the things? Well, we actually celebrated over the weekend. Uh, we went to uh, Camelback Resort in, in the Poconos. Oh, oh very, nice. very nice. Very nice. It, it was my daughter's first time skiing. Oh. And, uh, and I, was, I was real happy. That I was able to go uh, throughout the weekend without falling. And at the end <laughs> of my... At the at the very end of my last trip down uh, yesterday evening, some snowboarder, and it was clearly someone who was just learning how to snowboard, they had their, they're coming at a diagonal towards me, but like with their back towards me, uh, she, she kind of wipes me out. Um, but I'll tell you, for my daughters, just learning to ski for the first time all weekend, while there was a whole lot of time spent uh, in the snow picking yourself, uh, picking themselves back up. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So that's how we celebrate over the weekend. Tonight, I think uh, they might end up celebrating by doing homework because you know eleventh grade starts starts getting pretty serious. 
uh, you know, I'm sure they'd rather do something else other than studying for tests. But that's the reality of life as uh, an 11th grader here. Did, did the snowboarder have a Hokel for Governor bumper sticker on the back of her helmet? <laughs> yeah. surprise oh me. my gosh, she felt she felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's the hard thing. When, you know, when you're skiing, you see really just about everything in front of you. When you're snowboarding, you really have to look. Oh, if you're going down, uh, you know, one way, like with your right foot first, you really have to look over your right shoulder. Same yep. thing if you come the other way, looking over your left shoulder. It looks like a ton of fun. I've never been snowboarding myself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's one of the, the dangers. So she learned a valuable lesson. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but no, she felt terrible. <laughs> yeah. Me personally, I like to lay on the beach and, uh, don't snowboard, don't snow, I don't do anything, ski, none of that stuff. I just lay down on the beach. Uh, <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday. Uh, enjoy it. That uh, was a great conversation from the Gillibrand stuff to the Hoko stuff. It was all great. You're always a tremendous guest and we do love you. So happy birthday. Enjoy. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday, Andrew. Take care. Thanks, Lee. You too. Lee Zeldin celebrating a birthday the same day as Andrew Giuliani.